Welcome to Shakti's podcast. At Shakti Health and Wellness Center, we practice medicine which deeply values the importance of relationship between doctor and patient. Our integrative medicine approach focuses on the whole person, is informed by evidence-based medicine, and makes use of integrative therapies to help you reach your optimal health and healing. We will stress the importance of prevention of illness as well as treating symptoms. In our podcast, we'll be covering topics in health, wellness, and fitness. Our goals are to empower you with knowledge to take charge of your health and live a healthier lifestyle. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode eight. I'm very excited today to talk about energy, Eden Energy Medicine with Dr. Gina Sager, whom I met um, about eight years ago. She is a uh, general surgeon retired general surgeon. She is a teacher, educator, and a practitioner as well as a healer. I'm very excited to introduce you to her. Uh, we met about eight years ago in a mindfulness uh, workshop, which um, I was just captivated by the ability of how much uh, calming the mind can help bring a sense of wellness. Um, and I felt immediately better within five minutes of doing the class, and I was completely uh, floored by the fact that she was a general surgeon who said to me in the audience, said to the whole audience, actually, when she came on, uh, you know, none of you need to be here. You can all heal yourself. And that was a very powerful statement that I think changed my path in terms of my medical career. So thank you. Wow. It's a um, pleasure. So Gina, welcome. Thank you. And um, I, today we're going to talk, uh, the first <clears throat> podcast is going to be about Eden Energy Medicine, and it is a form of healing which is relatively new in the sense of maybe 20 years old compared to other uh, healing methods? I think, you know, it's rooted so much in ancient wisdom. I think this particular formulation of energy medicine um, has been around for at least 20 years. And Donna's book was published 20 years ago. And this is Donna Eden? Donna Eden, yes. Who is the, the course that you have taken. So you have completed a foundational training course so that you can teach and uh, do sessions with with clients and patients yes. as well. Yes. And um, if you, what? Why do you? Why were you pulled to this? What brought you to energy medicine? So the thing that honestly brought me was just a search to try to heal. You know, I I was a general surgeon. I did not have any understanding of of the power of stress over the mind and the body. You know, I sort of accepted the fact that that busyness is the way that it works. And when, you know, you when you can't turn your head because your neck is too stiff, that's just the price of, you know, being a busy human. Um, it didn't occur to me that eating food should not feel like eating hot rocks. It didn't occur to me that I shouldn't have pain in my shoulders because I was always hunched over people doing surgery. You know, again, I just took all of this stuff as the way that it goes. And when I left my practice, um, I was actually surprised that none of my symptoms disappeared at the moment that I quit my job. So mm-hmm. I was like, wait, there's a bigger thing happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, it was not just simply situational. Something's really different in my body. How am I gonna heal my body? And I spent many years trying to figure out how to make myself feel better. Um, mostly I needed to learn to breathe because I had held my breath, I think, for most of my life until I left my surgery practice and still have to work with that. Um, But it took me a while to realize, again, the effect of chronic stress. I've come across a phrase that says chronic stress is like like, uh, highly well-armored hopelessness. Mm. And I resisted um, taking on how much stress I had been under really for my whole life for the longest time. I still was in the ego place of that's really weak and I should be able to handle these things and nothing should bother me. 
But when I really sat down and was honest, I've had a lot of trauma and stress in my life. Mm. And it's had an enormous impact on my health and well-being. <clears throat> and so it wasn't until I admitted that and chose to work with that that I started to explore how to best help myself. So you know, this really brings back to, I believe, one of our earlier podcasts, which is the role of stress on the body. Yes. And how the separation of our, for our autonomic nervous system, the separation of fight or flight, which is our sympathetic nervous system, and our parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and digest, that separation, those two systems are supposed to be equal and operating uh, together, but most of the time, they can't operate at the same time. So when sympathetic drive kicks in, where we are constantly stressed about something, whether it's the email didn't go out, we're sitting in traffic, our son didn't make the travel team, whatever it is, our body doesn't know the difference between that and running from a tiger. Yes. So the separation of fight or flight re results in cortisol elevation, blood pressure goes up, heart rate goes up. And what we need to balance that is are these tools for the parasympathetic, yes. right? So if we can recharge our parasympathetic, which I believe energy medicine touches on things like mindfulness and acupuncture, massage, meditation, all touch on the, re the recharging of the parasympathetic, that's really the goal of these podcasts is to kind of empower people to find tools to heal themselves by yes. charging their battery. Yes. Do you feel that energy medicine kind of falls into that? I really do. And I think even more importantly, what Donna Eden's work offers is the possibility of creating a more resilient nervous system. You know, what we really need is to have, we're going to have stresses. Life is stressful. Stress, however, is not the thing that happens to you, of course. It's your response to it. And we're on sort of automatic pilot. So we're reacting to things all the time. We don't recognize that we have a choice. But what Donna's work offers us is the possibility of, of creating a stronger, more resilient nervous system so that we bounce back more quickly from the traumas. And it allows us to move into this electromagnetic world, which really does affect us. I mean, we have increasing amounts of electromagnetic energy everywhere, from the Wi-Fi to the now 5G stuff coming out, to the energies that we exchange with other people. I mean, there's a lot of negativity in the world, and that absolutely impacts us. So with these, these very simple practices that I've learned and I teach allow us to create sort of an energy shield, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know, it lets in the energy that will be supportive to our nervous system, and it, it sort of starts to keep out the stuff that would really knock us over. Yes, you know, I've learned recently that uh, we are connected we have a certain, certain frequency where our body does really well with and the Earth's frequency yes. we're connected to and we've become more and more disconnected yes. to the Earth. So a small little tool that I learned recently in terms of connecting back to the um, the Earth's energies to take off your shoes, you know, run through grass barefoot, things like that, as well as when you're on the sand in the beach, that seems to connect people. That's one of the reasons I think people feel so well when they're walking on the beach. But another thing that Donna Eden has talked about is using a spoon yes. to uh, on the bottom of your feet to try to connect. Have you utilized that? Yes. Yeah, so so we have we actually have a natural polarity that's meant to be in alignment with the Earth, and yet the polarity can very quickly shift. I'm very sensitive to electromagnetic energy, and so if I have a, a, a way of testing whether my polarity is in alignment with the Earth or or not. And when I'm out of alignment, rubbing a spoon on the bottom of my foot will immediately correct that. How do you feel? What do you feel when that's corrected? I feel, I feel flighty. Mm -hmm. I feel like unsettled. There's this sense of literally being ungrounded. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have my feet. I don't, I can't focus. I feel edgy. 
And so now that I'm aware of that, I know that I have tools. And the minute that comes up, I immediately check my polarity. And you don't actually have to check. If you feel it, the spoon on your foot is going to reconnect you. And there's no harm. There's no harm. And that's the good news. Right. And so the energy from the earth is meant to come up through the body, through the sole of your foot, through the first, for the, through the kidney meridian, mm. and distribute energy to all of the other energy systems. And so if we're not touching the earth, we're sort of cutting ourselves off from that source of energy that's right beneath our feet. So this is amazing that you can offer these tools. But as a general surgeon, I'm sure that was a disconnect <laughs> because, you know, it's kind of if it's broke, I'll let's take it out kind of a yeah. mentality with that. With that. Um, if Is there, can you tell us about your journey? Well, so I effectively burned out from general surgery because nobody ever told me that it was essential to take care of yourself if your life's work was to take care of others. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand that. It didn't occur to me to take care of myself. You know, as a surgeon, as you might imagine, that was considered very weak and selfish. Mm -hmm. You know, I learned to not eat when I was hungry and not pee when I had to pee because you just don't do that. And I think it's, it had a huge and very detrimental effect on my body. So, so again, just understanding that what I had done was live in sympathetic overdrive and have absolutely for me absolutely no understanding of the of the parasympathetic nervous system because rest was really not on my agenda mm -hmm. not only was it not on my agenda i didn't know how to rest yeah because my nervous system was so wired right so it's been a real process of retraining i i sometimes use a little bit different language too i mean we're left brain dominant and we're missing out on the, the amazing and beautiful qualities of the right brain, which allow us to feel things and see things and be in the present moment. The left brain doesn't tolerate that. It's looking for the answer. It wants it yesterday. Mm -hmm. And it only really learns things that it already knows. So when we shift from this hyper-vigilant, you know, sympathetic overdrive into the place of more parasympathetic rest, not only do we rest and digest, we open ourselves to the beauty of the world. It occurs to us that it would be nice to put our feet on the ground because it just feels good. And our innate wisdom is able to come forth so that we're doing things for ourselves that does naturally ground us, that does naturally allow us to rest. So I've heard a neuroscientist talk about the fact that uh, left brain dominance was a function of evolution and survival because yes. it makes us a little paranoid on yes. what's going to happen, how is it going to happen, what did we you know learning from our mistakes this little level of what's going to you know that anxiety that kind of keeps us alive making sure that we're you know our the things that will you know kill us will not be around but it's you know ancestrally that was an issue when there was tigers and wars and you know people were um very didn't have security and f there were famines and things like that and from what i understand the right brain which is kind of the one that connects us all to each other and to make keep, that keeps us kind of more mindful in the moment it's a work, it's work. So, you know, I think it's like a little bit like exercise. You have to active, you have to work hard to activate the right side of your brain because naturally we revert back to left side dominance. Is that, is that something that Sort of, heard? except, you know, the trick is, is to not work so hard because yeah, the working eventually. hard is what sort of turns on the left brain. Yes. You know, it's probably true that almost all of us are going to make us through, make it through our entire lives without a present moment life-threatening emergency. Right. And that's what this sympathetic nervous system is for. Mm -hmm. We're using it for traffic and mm -hmm. can't, not being able to find USB cables mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. you know, being late for meetings. Mm -hmm. That's not what it's for at all. Mm -hmm. But we've, we've conditioned ourselves. And the same way we've conditioned ourselves, we can, we can turn it around. We can recognize when we're stressed 
and we can do these very simple energy techniques to bring us back to center. So that's really exciting. So what would you recommend for, how would you recommend someone starts getting to learn about this Eden Energy Medicine? Well, certainly there are plenty of videos online. I actually have a, a five-week course that I've already pre-recorded and have has been done by many people um, and has had great reviews, just teaching you how to be more present to the body. It's so simple that it actually is annoying to some folks, mm. you know, because we're so used to things being hard. But this is simply touching your body, recognizing that your hands are weak magnets. The way that you place them in relationship to the body has the potential to move energy. It's an understanding that in most ancient wisdom traditions, when energy gets stuck, there's pain. Sometimes it's literal physical pain. Sometimes it's, it's emotional pain or mental pain. So it's, it's just starting to do things like your body already does. When you're stressed, I bet almost all of you either put your hands on your forehead or rest your head in your hands. These are actually touching acupuncture points that will settle down what's called triple warmer, which is the acupuncture meridian equivalent of the sympathetic nervous system. Right. So you as know, an acupuncturist, um, you know, I sometimes teach patients acupressure points to mm -hmm. deal with certain symptoms. How is this different? It's, a, it's sort of the same. Um, the good news is, is that you're teaching patients, you know, so it's taking us out of the realm of needing to give ourselves up to the care of another to make a change to taking on our own self-care. Mm -hmm. So we learn these points, we can hold them and touch them and affect the energy in the body. And so there's a way to test to see whether the energy has been affected. But most importantly, I think this is an invitation for people to learn to trust themselves, mm -hmm. like to feel you can feel whether this feels better. You can tell whether this matters. And most of us are, are much more accustomed to talking ourselves out of our experience than we are honoring the experience that we're having. And I think that the one thing that's important to tell people is sometimes when you actually activate the parasympathetic, especially in a type A individual who's chronically stressed, they almost feel tired. They almost feel, you know, they don't know who they are because yes. it's, a, it's a little bit of a, too, it's too calm, even yeah. though that's the normal, they're working on such a high level of performance and anxiety and stress that when you come back to normal, I think it's important to recognize that it's not a fatigue or, a, you know, something that's that's negative. It's actually a balance that's adding to the body. And yet it may also be fatigue. It may well be that we are so wired that we don't even notice anymore when we're tired. Right. And so that actual recognition of how I actually am can be upsetting. Right. You know, so again, sometimes as we're doing this work, coming back to a place of center and more balance can be also stressful because it's unfamiliar. Right. So it's just, it's gentle and slow movements to come back to a place of balance. So can you talk about in terms of, it, obviously it's not kind of a head-to-head placebo-controlled trial type of a procedure, but is there, is there some science in this? Is there data on this? What, what is the physiology that happens when you do this? Yeah, so, so that's always the tricky one because some of these things are thought to be very subjective and generally fall under the placebo effect, which I do not dismiss at all. You know, the placebo effect really does invite us to understand the power of our intentions, the power of our own, you know, presence, the power of our own capacity to heal. Again, back to the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system. We have the tools that we need to heal, but no healing is allowed to take place when we're running in sympathetic overdrive because the resources that we need to heal are being exhausted and expended on an imaginary, often an imaginary threat. 
So when we recoup those resources, they immediately go to the place where they're needed. Okay. And so that's really what we're trying to do. So I don't have any scientific studies or peer-reviewed data to share with you. But it comes but back from, to the from autonomic. From my perspective, you know, I think that I'm starting to believe that almost all healing is really rooted in the balance of sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. If we can gain enough presence to turn off the fight-or-flight response when it's unnecessary, which I am here to tell you is almost always – it's almost always – unnecessary. We hardly ever need to be that reactive. If we can train ourselves to come into a place of equanimity, I think we will just discover natural healing coming forth. You know, we can turn genes on and off by the way we place our intention because of the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. It's really a direction of resources. We divert away from healing when we're freaked out. We divert back to healing when we rest. And the thing that we don't know how to do is rest. And I think it's different than in a drug trial where you see a placebo effect versus this type of issue. The placebo effect in drugs, I think, is as high as 30% sometimes, which is a significant amount, which gives us, again, the the caution that, you know, our minds are powerful. Yes. If you think you're going to be healed, yeah. then you, there's a great potential that you yes. might be healed. Um, and I think doing this work, and we, I just, you know, most of this type of work is a daily basis, right? It's not once a week, twice a week? Absolutely, because we're training the nervous system. So one of the most powerful pieces of Eden Energy Medicine for me has been working with triple warmer, which again is the, is the equivalent of the sympathetic nervous system or the vagus nerve. It controls everything below the diaphragm. And the vagus nerve is a large head. part of the parasympathetic. Yes, and yet we have the, the dorsal vagus that gets overactive, if you know about the polyvagal theory, without being going into too much mumbo jumbo, we're sort of activating a more primitive part of our vagus nerve, which keeps us in this sort of like wired and and immobilized state. Mm. So we're trying to shift resources back to a place of social engagement and to a place of safety. You know, this is really the key. Our vagus nerve is responding almost act most actively and the triple warmer to safety. And the triple warmer is the meridian? It's the meridian. Sometimes it's called triple burner, Mm -hmm. triple heater. In traditional Chinese medicine. You work on points on the triple warmer. Work on points on triple warmer. Trace triple warmer backwards because it has too much energy. It just goes from the temple over the ear, down the arm, and off the fourth finger. That just moves energy away and out of an overcharged system. Okay. Triple warmer is the keeper of habits, right? Because survival is really what we're here for. And so it's going to first want to save us. The curious thing about triple warmer is it also has other capacities, which are called radiant circuits. Now, these correspond to the acupuncture meridians that are called extraordinary vessels or these unusual, like off the, off the chart. They don't follow the rules. They don't follow a pathway. They go mm-hmm. wherever they're needed. When triple warmer is settled, it can become a radiant circuit. And the radiant circuits are responsible for allowing us to experience joy. So for me, in all of my life, I've been trying to settle my nervous system and wonder where the joy is in my life. Mm-hmm. And to understand in the energy, at least in Donna's interpretation of the triple warmer work, I can't find my joy until I tame my triple warmer, ensure it that it's safe. And then it actually continues to keep me safe while opening a door for me to find the joy that's already here. That for me, I mean, that's just breathtaking and life altering. Yeah, and then there's a whole vibrational energy component to different emotions. Yes. Right, where we vibrate at a different frequency, 
when we have joy versus grief or sadness, um, loss, those kind of things. And vibrating at a higher energy is also very healing. Yes. So um, what, how would people begin this journey in terms of enroll in a class or how, how would you recommend patients I think start? that the, the little exercises are unusual enough mm-hmm. while being very simple that it really helps to have video guidance. Mm-hmm. So again, there are plenty of videos that Donna Eden and her group have put on the on YouTube that are freely available. Um, and I've also got a, a five-week class that I've done. And based your on website my work. is? My website is ginasager.com. Okay. And what would be the take-home messages that you would give people in terms of in terms of what they can expect from this one is probably that they're more in tune to their feelings and what they feel like because of the fact that everybody's running on over sympathetic overdrive that that's kind of not a normal feeling that you should have in the sense of imbalance it's an imbalance um, and so we should guide people to try to recognize different states make be more aware I think I think yes to come home to the body I think the the thing is is that we've lost connection with our bodies and when we start to really tune into how we actually are and learn to trust that, right, it's become sort of a badge of honor to be too busy. We start to notice that it doesn't feel good to me to be real busy. It doesn't matter whether anybody else is stressed out by this, but I am. Mm-hmm. So to really learn to be present in your body, trust your body, and trust that probably what you're going to do with your hands when you're stressed out are potentially things that you're going to be seeing on these videos because your body in its innate wisdom knows what to do. If your head is too busy, you'll find your hands on your head. That's just like sort of capping the energy on the head or you might put a head on your a hand on your heart. It pulls energy down from the busyness of your mind and when you bring your attention into your feet, you're actually pulling energy down from your busy mind as well. I think this is a fabulous new area of healing, and I'm so excited that we have been able to talk to uh, Dr. Gina Sager about this. I encourage you all to check out her website and also look at the links to the course, um, and we will learn more with Gina about uh, mindfulness as well as Yoga Nidra in the upcoming podcast. Thank you, Gina, for joining us. Thank you for having me.